the, the week would not have been complete if it weren't for kind of our, our star uh, volunteer, and that's Captain Cardboard. Uh, many of you have met Nobody Captain Cardboard. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody, Nobody knows our sorrow. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows Take it away. our sorrows. It's beautiful. Yes. Oh, hey, Tim. You want to sing along? Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Neither I nor anyone sitting here is interested no. in me singing along. No one along. knows that song. So uh, what's going on, guys? What's up with the... Uh, it's well, a little bit of a downer right now. Me and Dr. Octobot had a heart-to-heart. I yeah. met Dr. Octobot in the city, and we got to talking, and Dr. Octobot has something to say to the children. Take it away, Dr. Octobot. Thank you, Captain Cardboard. Kids and families of Coinopolis, this week at Explore, I've realized that I want to be more like Jesus, and I want to be less selfish. So I ask if you will forgive me and let me be the nice Dr. Octobot. Will you give Dr. Octobot a chance? It's so beautiful. So beautiful. I think you have a little tear. Do Kids, kids, do you think we can forgive Dr. Octobot for making people selfish? I don't think I could hear you. One more time. Boo-hoo. These are happy tears. There you go. There you go. Thank you. But you're not evil anymore, so... No. Right? Right. Yes. We forgot something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you want me to remove your mustache, right? Please. Yeah. But will someone come hold my claw? Or Tim, can you Ow. hold his claw? It's kind of... Is it really? Yeah. It's supportive, Tim. All right. <laughs> there we go. Thank there you, Captain There we go. Get Captain rid of the Cardboard. evil mustache. You're not evil anymore. Can Hooray! I... <laughs> Hooray! Am I... I think I just... <laughs> Should I let go? You just me? broke his claw, Tim. Ouch. I forgive you. <laughs> You're lucky he's forgiving, Tim. Well, now, now that Dr. Octobot is friends with all the citizens of Coinopolis, they still might be selfish a little bit because that satellite's still up there. We need to Ki- cut it down. We do. So, kids, do you think you can shout really loud, Cut it down! You may want to stand back. Goodbye, satellite of selfishness. A little late. Hooray! We're a team! Teamwork! Teamwork. Well done. I, I particularly like how the sound effects for your action moves kept going long yes, after you exactly. started that's super action moves. That was amazing. Wow. So no more satellite of selfishness. No. What now? And then, guess what, guys? We're going to get to beat the tar out of the satellite of self... Oh, my grappling hook. 
You know, this reminds me of a song. Amazing grappling hooks. No, wrong song. Never mind. Anyway. We should keep moving. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to get to beat up the satellite of selfishness. We need to make sure that no one fixes it. And I think some candy and some prizes are going to come out of it later. So I think we'll see you later, Tim. All right. All right. That sounds Goodbye, great. community. Uh, come on, Dr. Yeah. Octobot. Whoosh. Well, we are... <laughs> We have been laughing a lot this week, and we are so grateful for all the energy that people have put into making this a lot of fun for kids and adults. So kids, we'll have more details in just a few minutes about lots of more stuff that's going to happen after this, including the partaking of destroying the satellite of selfishness. But for now, let's hear a little bit from the kids from this week.
Jesus sent his 12 out with this charge. Don't begin by traveling to some far-off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try to be dramatic by talking, tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick, raise the dead, touch the untouchables, kick out the demons... You have been traded generously, so live generously. Don't think you have to put fundraising champagne before you start. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment, and all you... You need to keep that going is three meals a day. Travel light. When you enter a town or a village, don't insist on staying in luxury and get a modest place with some modest people and be content there until you leave. When you knock on the door, be courteous and your greeting if they welcome you. Be gentle in your conversation. If they don't welcome you, quietly withdraw. Don't make a sense. Shrug your shoulders and be on your way. Thank you, girls. Well done. There we are. I'm going to, I am not the tallest person, but, whoops, not there. This is not going to do. One second. 
All right. Well, thank you, Jordan and Daniela. You guys did a wonderful job reading. Now, we have been talking all week long about Dr. Octobot and his satellites of selfishness. And in doing that, we looked at a number of characters from Scripture and that we called heroes, people that we could kind of look at and, and maybe model our lives after something that we learned from them. And each of them, whether it was David or Esther or Paul, each of them, because they knew God was with them, was able to kind of defeat selfishness and live in such a way as to care for other people. And then ultimately, we kind of talked about Jesus as our ultimate hero, as the one who rescues us from, from our own selfishness, but also from things like our greed or being mean, and even from being afraid of death. Jesus rescues us. But with all of that, we, we come here to this day And I want to talk this morning about why Jesus rescues us. Like, it's really important for us to know that Jesus rescues us so that we can not be selfish and and not be mean and not be afraid of death. That's all really important. But Jesus doesn't just rescue us so we can be rescued. Jesus rescues us so that we can join him in rescuing other people. You kids, and frankly, you adults, you now get to be the heroes. So not long ago, I took my two oldest kids, Josh and Gracie, to see the movie Avengers Age of Ultron. Some of you may have seen it, some of you haven't. It's a little good for older kids, younger kids, you need to wait a little bit. Uh, It's up to your parents. Um, But anyway, in in this movie, really enjoyed this movie, and they introduced uh, two main characters, at least on the good side, uh, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And in the beginning of the movie, when we meet these two characters, they're kind of being controlled, manipulated by this evil army. And because of that, they fight for the bad guys, against the, the Avengers, against the good guys. Eventually, they join Ultron, who's like the really crazy, evil one who's trying to take over the world. Well, somewhere along the line, they realize that Ultron is a bad guy, and they don't want to be on his team. Now, the movie could have just ended there, where the two of them said, eh, we're not going to be bad guys, we're going to go home. But it doesn't. That wouldn't be a very good movie. What happens next in the movie is that Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch join the good guy. And because they bring their powers to the good guys, to the Avengers, they're able to help them defeat Ultron and save everybody, the whole world. They don't just get rescued. They don't just stop being bad. They become part of the team of heroes. They become part of rescuing the world. And this is what Jesus does. This is what Jesus rescuing us from our selfishness, our, our, our meanness, even from the fear of death. This is what that does. It frees us to be heroes, to be people who work with Jesus to rescue others, quite literally to be about saving the world. 
This is what Jesus was getting at in that version that we heard Jordan and Daniela read out of Matthew's biography of Jesus, the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus is talking to his, his students uh, called disciples. These are, these are 12 men who have been following him, who have been learning from him about this, this kingdom way, the way of Jesus, the way of self-sacrifice and loving others. They've been learning about this all along, and Jesus says, okay, now you've been listening to me talk about what God is like and the fact that God is here. You've been watching me heal people who are sick. You've been watching me welcome people who who kind of feel left out and marginalized. You've been watching all of that. Now guess what? It's your turn. Go. Do it. Now, for many of us, when we hear stuff like this, whether we're kids or adults, we think, well, you're, that's great for like seminary students or people who have theology degrees, who kind of have all this figured out. They can do that kind of thing. But I'm just kind of a regular person. I don't know that I'm qualified to be someone who tries to go around like helping people like that. But if you read, the, if you read Matthew's biography, you find out pretty quickly that his, Jesus' students weren't sent out because they had any idea at all what was going on. They, quite the opposite. They had seen Jesus do some stuff. They had had some experience, but they knew very little, relatively. But part of their growth and development was wrapped up in them going out and joining with Jesus in this process of rescuing people, in loving those who felt unloved, in welcoming those who felt kicked out, in bringing healing to people who were sick, and even in talking about this new way of God that Jesus was introducing, this kingdom way. This is what Jesus is doing. He didn't just come to do this for us. He came to invite us, kids and adults, to join him in rescuing the world, in saving the world. And there's no age limit, right? This can be for the really young, or it can be for some of us old heads. So there's some great stories about how people do this. I'm just going to share a couple for the kids. There's a girl named Abigail, let me get her last name right, Abigail Loopy. Now Abigail, when she was seven years old, went to uh, an assisted care facility, a nursing home, where her great-grandmother, who was 100 years old, uh, was living. And she sang for some of the residents. And she quickly realized that a lot of people who lived in nursing homes don't ever get visitors. Never. Nobody comes to see them. They're lonely. And so even at seven years old, she realized, this isn't good. That's not, people weren't made to be left alone. And so she went and got some of her other friends who enjoyed singing, and they started going to different nursing homes in their area to sing. Now, three years later, as Abigail's 10 years old, She's got a group of like 20 different people who go around with her. And they've gone to a number of different nursing homes and children's hospitals and other types of facilities in New Jersey. And they just go and they sing. They sing Broadway hits. They sing pop songs. They sing whatever. Simply so they can communicate to these people, you're not forgotten. You're not alone. You matter. She's 10. How many 10-year-olds are out there? Any 10-year-olds? 10? There's a couple. I see some. See those. All right. There we go. Ten years old. And she did that. There's another guy. His name is Blair Gooch, I think is how you pronounce it. Back in 2010, 
there was a horrible earthquake in Haiti. Some of you kids might have seen pictures. Now, Haiti was already, it's, it's, a, it's a small island south of Florida, quite a bit south of Florida. Um, some of you already, like, it was already very poor in Haiti. But then they had this devastating earthquake. And many, many, many people died. And many millions more were left without homes, nowhere to live. And this uh, Blair, sorry, I forgot his name. Blair was watching it on TV, and he saw a picture of a little boy who was sitting among, amongst all the rubble and was crying. And when Blair saw this, he was really sad. I mean, he started crying. And he thought, you know, when he's upset, what makes him feel better is his teddy bear. And so he thought, you know, what would be great is if somebody got teddy bears for these kids. And he decided that even though he was only, at the time, I think he was eight, he decided, I could send a teddy bear, and maybe some of my friends could send a teddy bear. And so he went to his friends, and then he went to a Cub Scout leader, and then he went to school officials, and then they put it on Facebook, and some news outlets came. And before you knew it, they donated almost 50,000 teddy bears to kids all over the world so that they knew they weren't alone and they had some comfort even when they were going through a really tough time. Just a teddy bear to bring comfort and hope to a kid who's going through a difficult time. But, you know, it doesn't even have to be something that big. All this week at Explore, we were talking about what we always do with Explore. Like I said, we're trying to help kids not only learn about God and loving God and loving others. We're also trying to kind of open their minds to ways, opportunities that exist globally and locally for them to be involved. And this week, this past week, we talked about uh, what's going on at the uh, Burke's Immigration Facility in Leesport and the fact that there are, there are hundreds of, of immigrant families who are being held there um, kind of indefinitely. More are soon coming. Lots of children who are really without just basic kid stuff. Don't have toys, games, things like that. And we talked about what that would be like. And how we could participate in a really small way by donating some, some toys, like new toys. Whether they're stuff you have at your home that it's in good shape or you go out and buy something. And people did both. And there was one kid who came up to me, a young boy, Lucian. Uh, I forget which night it was. And he walked up to me, and he handed me this little transformer, this rescue bot transformer. It's pretty snazzy, I would say. Um, and he, he just held it up. I said, oh, that's really cool. And he said, I want to give this to the kids. I said, oh, that's great. Thank you, Lucian. You know, I took it, and, and I walked over, and his dad was standing there, and I walked over and I said, hey, I just wanted to let you know. He came up and gave this to me, and that was really cool. And his dad said, well, yeah, but you don't understand. That was a big deal. I said, oh, really? That was a big deal? He's like, yeah. He really, really likes that fire truck. Like, really likes it. And at first, we talked about what he would give, and he named a couple of things that he didn't really care about. And I said to him, well, Lucian, then you shouldn't give those things. Because what we see Jesus do is, is not give us kind of his seconds. He gives us his best, right? And when he invites us 
to love others, he invites us to do that by giving our best. And so we should really give something that we think a lot about to these kids. And so after much back and forth, Lucian decided, I want to give this rescue bot, Transformer, that I like a lot so that one of these kids could have a toy that they might like a lot. That's a small thing, but that's, that's what we're talking about. That's what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about the kingdom of God coming here, when he's talking about living out the love of God in the lives of people around us. It doesn't have to be like, you know, 6 o'clock news. Not that anybody watches the 6 o'clock news anymore, but, you know, the equivalent to that. It doesn't have to be this headline-inducing act. It can be something simple that goes relatively unnoticed. But it matters in the lives of those who give and in the lives of those who receive. That is what Jesus is talking about. Oh, I also wanted to show you this. This is part of what they made. So these, these bags, there's, I forget how many bags do we have. How many of these? 48. So yeah, so 48 bags that are going to get stuffed with toys and other items that are going to go to these kids at the Burke's Immigration Facility. All of that donated by kids who came here this week. And the bags were made by them, too, which were pretty snazzy. Um, so it's, some, it's simple stuff like that. It's simple things, little things that we choose to do that have big, big results, where we're joining Jesus in his job of sharing the love of God with people in a way that frees them, that rescues them. And adults, we're not exempt from this. In fact, we get to be in on this, too. Whether you are a long-time follower of Christ or whether you're someone who's pretty new to this church stuff and you're like, frankly, I'm here because my kid drugged me here saying something incoherent about Sunday, Sunday, and I don't really know what that means. Uh, What that does mean, by the way, is there's going to be ice cream later. But anyway, um, wherever you're at, there's an invitation here. If there's any part of you that recognizes it's not good for people to feel outcast, unloved, rejected. There's an invitation to be a part of welcoming in them into the life they were made for, into feeling connected and loved and knowing that their creator is with them. How can we do that? Well, there's a lot of different ways, but it can be as simple as Speaking kind words to your kids or your spouse when you feel like going off on them. Choosing to spend your time mentoring a young person rather than simply pursuing your own interests because you care about their growth and development. Choosing to take a couple hours a month and visit someone who's in a nursing home or maybe even in a prison. Maybe you don't even know them. Maybe you don't know anyone who's in a nursing home or is in a prison. It's okay. You could still visit. It would mean a lot. Maybe it means considering using your financial resources to contribute to something that you think matters a lot and saying, instead of spending this on just me, I'm going to give it to this organization or to this individual who's in need. Or maybe even 
if you know someone who's struggling or who's open spiritually, maybe it's engaging them in a conversation about faith and God and what real life could look like in relationship with God. It doesn't have to be huge. In fact, for most of us, it shouldn't be. It's the little choices. Mother Teresa, which kids, we talked about Mother Teresa this week, right? I don't know if you remember. I should have put a picture up so you guys remember. Uh, But she's the one who worked with uh, people in India, Calcutta. Many of them were dying. She said this. We ourselves feel that we are doing, what we are doing is just a drop in the ocean. But the ocean would be less because of that missing drop. Now, this is someone who, for decades, her work was never really noticed. It's only towards the end that she got pretty famous. But for decades, for many, many years, she just sat with people who were dying so that they knew that they mattered, that God was with them. And all of our choices, as big or as little as they might be, are opportunities to participate in helping people understand how much they are loved by God. We all get to be heroes with Jesus. Kids, adults, and you don't even have to wear a cape. You can, you can. You can even wear crazy cardboard get-up. Like, that can work too. Uh, Though depending on the setting, that might actually not be, that might work against you. But you kind of have to figure that out. You can ask your parents when it might be appropriate to wear masks and cardboard and when it might not be. But even without that, you and I have the opportunity to be a part of what Jesus is doing and helping people know they are loved and wanted by their creator by just the simple things that we do. All right? So kids, the opportunity now is for you to be the hero. And your parents can help you with that, and you can help them with that too. All right? All right. So we want to give just a minute to let particularly our kids, maybe even interact around this a little bit. Now, I know it's hard. You guys had to listen to me talk all week, and you're probably tired of it. But this is the last time you have to do that. Next, time, next week, you get to go back in the kids' area. But we, wanna, we do this with the adults all the time, kids. We want to give you a chance um, that if you have any questions about anything I said or even anything you learned about this week, thank you, uh, Mr. Brad, um, that you can actually raise your hand And Mr. Brad will come to you with a microphone, and you can ask your question. And we threw up a question here that you can use. You don't have to, but we thought it could be helpful. So what is something that you could do to be a hero in someone's life? All right, so if you want to answer that, kids, you can. uh, But you can also just share something that, a question you have or something from the week if you would like to, and Mr. Brad will come. I think we have one in the back. Helping people. Helping people. That is a great response. Yes, you can help people. That's great. Any other questions or thoughts? or Anybody want to answer the question? By giving generously. Yeah, yeah, by giving generously. And that could, mean, that could mean money. That could mean time. That could mean the stuff you have. That's great. Yep, great response. Being courageous and strong. Absolutely. We need courageous and strong people. Remember that? We talked about that a lot this week. The, the courageous and strong people who can stand up for others when, when they're maybe not being treated well, that's great. Love it. Taking care of people when they're sick. Yeah, take care of people when they're sick. Fabulous answer. We got one in the back there. We'll do one more after that. So if there's a kid, one more kid who wants to share after Cameron, we'll do one more. 
what I've learned from my mom is that, like, giving only a little, like, maybe like a coin goes a long way. Yeah, that's a, that's a wise mom. Good job. Very good. And, <laughs> all right, we've got our, yep, we'll, we'll end up here. That seems appropriate. Josiah, you were the last one on the video, and now you get to be the last one to share. Um, visiting my, my 95-year-old grandma. Yeah, absolutely. Visiting your 95-year-old grandma. That is, that is a fabulous way that you can do this. All right. Kids, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for coming this week. Um, we've got just another thing or two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us, and then uh, Chris and Hannah are going to come back up, and we're going to wrap things up with a song, and then we'll have one more thing, and then we'll be off to the next fun stuff. All right, let me pray for us. Jesus, I'm really grateful that you have rescued us, that you have given us the opportunity to be free from our own selfishness and greed and, and fear of death, and freed us to join you in offering hope and love to other people. Would you give us courage and boldness to be people who do that, um, whether we wear capes and cardboard or not? Go with our friends, our young friends. Thanks for these kids and for all the ways that they are learning to be people who live um, lives of love and courage. Would you be, with, be present with them by your spirit as they go out from here and look to live that stuff out in everyday life, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.